Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. So, Vision night. Vision night is, is, is such an important night because this is where, and, I, and, and first let me say this, before I come, this, this is not something I just think about and say, oh, this will sound good. Uh, this would be cool for us to do uh, at Mosaic Church. I never do that. One thing, you, if you don't know this about Mosaic Church, is that we are a completely Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, and we move uh, under the, the 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 unction of the Holy Spirit, so what the Holy Spirit says do we do, and 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 what the Bible says do we do, and so I've prayed fervently for what God would have me say to you all. I've prayed fervently, and I, I and I think that I'm on the right track with what God wants from Mosaic Church. But I've prayed fervently, and and it took a while for me to kind of get from God what I needed to get, but He began to reveal to me. I thought for sure he would reveal it while I was on sabbatical, but no, he wanted me to just rest. I tried. I was pulling. I was like, God, you, you got the vision for 28, 2019 for Mosaic Church, and he didn't give it to me even while I was on Tybee Island, but he did give it to me uh, shortly thereafter. And I will tell you, my brothers and sisters, we crawled into this year. It has been probably one of the toughest years for Mosaic Church. And the fact that we still remain as healthy as we are in spite of uh, the realities of where we were uh, is nothing but a testament to God. And I will tell you, we've had some really tough months here. Um, And as many people would say, you've got to be careful what you ask for. (laughs) And it's funny because one of the guys who helped us start this church was in town. His name is Brandon. Brandon Rawl. Really good friend. I mean, talk about a committed servant. I mean, just committed. Uh, He would come sometimes and set up and tear down the church almost by himself on days that I wasn't able. Brandon had some challenges in life, and so uh, he had this really amazing townhouse uh, in um, uh, Druid Hills area. So you know it's an expensive place. But he had worked for uh, uh, this amazing company at one time. And, and it just fell apart, met life. And so because of all of the challenges he's, he had faced, he eventually moved to Minnesota to be with his parents. So Brandon was in town because he hit some challenges with his house. His tenants were not paying the rent. And so he had to kind of go through a procedure and all of that. And, I, and, and we talked about it. And he just kept talking about all of the things that were bad about it. And I said, well, Brandon, guess what? There's no better time to sell your house than now. It's a seller's market. So what you thought you could have got three, four years ago, do you get double that right now? Literally, name your price. You're talking a beautiful three or four story townhome in Druid Hills. Oh man, you could probably get four hundred thousand dollars in your sleep if you just. And that's not an aggressive. 
price. And he was like, you think? I said, dude, we look at comps, and they're amazing comps. So he's like, wow. So he asked me, he said, how is the church doing? I said, uh, man, we're, we're, doing, we're doing really good. We're doing really good. In spite of the obstacles we've had to overcome, in spite of walls that we've had to knock down, we're doing really good. And he said, uh, how is the building, the church building? I said, brother, you got to be careful what you ask for. I said, when we were in the school, we had one bill, and everything was included in that bill. I was like, rent, light, insurance. Well, we had our own insurance, but, you know, for the most part, everything was included in that one bill. I said, but at the church, when you got your own building, you pay for, you got to do landscaping, you got to pay for light, electricity, gas, water, sewage. You got to pay for all of this. And I said, on top of that, um, there's just more space to maintain and manage. I said, so it's good, but we just weren't ready for a lot of it. And I said, but God is still able. God is already showing out. He's already doing amazing things. And it's because of his grace we are where we are today. And, um, and he, was, he was very happy to hear that because he had invested so much of his time and even his own personal resources to see that. And then he told me, he said, you know what? I still have not given up on my vision. I said, what's your vision? So he is working on a book. I've read it already, cover to cover. I couldn't stop reading it. Every time he sent me a chapter, I'd just devote whatever time I had and read it. It was just so good. So he's cut some stuff, but finally he's about to publish his book. And he goes on a book tour. He says, my vision, and I shared it with you long ago, is to buy a building for Mosaic Church. And and I said, brother, I'm just going to hold on to that vision. Because I believe that if that's what God, if that's what you want to do for God, I believe God will bless it. And I said, but I want you to be successful in whatever you do. And so when he said that, that made me, and I said that was perfect timing because he hit me up and let me know he was coming to town. He said, I believe that I'm supposed to see you when I come to Atlanta. He's come to Atlanta before, but this time he said, I believe I need to see you when I come to Atlanta. And so we made it our business to see each other. And he told me about his vision to still do that. And I'm excited because it ties into what we're talking about tonight. Last year, our focus, if you were here, it was a focus on building, right? It was focused on building. We were focused on uh, uh, building a prayer culture, which we did and have done and continue to do. We were also focused on building bridges into the community, which we have done successfully and continue to do. As a matter of fact, uh, this vision was plowed in prayer, and we've been blessed to witness the manifestation of all that we've lifted up before God last season. And the thing is, with life, life keeps on going, and we never pause to think about the stuff that God blessed us with. Think about it. We pray about a thing, we keep on going, and all of a sudden, you look up, you're like, oh, my God, I forgot I asked for this. And God blessed you. So I'm going to help you. So you can see the manifestation of everything we prayed about last year. Ready? Here are just a few highlights. Because we built bridges into the community that we serve and love, we were blessed to receive last year two awards because of the work that we do in the community. That's the manifestation of the prayer. That's the manifestation of the vision. Two community awards for the work we've done in the community. We've been doing this for five years. They never recognize us. But finally, we put that out there in the prayer circle, and we're getting awards now. We're recognized. By the way, I never even shared this. I was, uh, my name was submitted. Uh, how, did, how did this go? There's this, uh, for Cobb County, there's this, this program where you spend 18, no, 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 not 18 months. How many months? 
14 months, I can't remember, but you spend several months as a community leader, uh, but you have to be selected, nominated. You have to be nominated to be a part of this committee. Typically, there are CEOs, like the CEO of, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, the Braves. I mean, these are big-time people that are invited to be a part of this organization, to be uh, nominated for this. And then here you have this little old pastor that was nominated to be a part of it. And I, I had to respectfully decline because, it, you know, it was at a bad time. That's when I had to take that break. So I could not sign up to be a part of it. But the fact that they recognize the work that we do and they say, you know what, Broderick Santiago, Pastor Broderick Santiago, because of the work Mosaic does, he needs to be invited. Sitting with CEOs of major companies, Coca-Cola, was, uh, some, a representative from Coca-Cola was there last year. Uh, uh, politicians, they do this. And here you have this preacher at this beautiful church right here invited to be among them because of the work we do. That's because we plowed this vision in prayer. Watch this. Here's something else that happened. We launched our weekly prayer service and our Bible study, and we've seen tremendous blessings as a church and seen miraculous things happen for people who sought the Lord in prayer. There haven't been a lot of people at the prayer service. But you got to realize there wasn't a whole lot of people with Jesus. Matter of fact, when he went away to pray, he only took a few people. And it was the powerful prayer of the few that blessed thousands. Right. So here's what has happened with our prayer services and Bible study. We've seen tremendous, tremendous attendance with our Bible study. I mean, they're loving it. People, people, you may see people at the Bible study that you won't see on Sunday. It's incredible to see the number of people that show up to hear and learn. I love it. It's amazing. And then the prayer service, the people that show up for Saturdays or even Wednesday prayer have been blessed. Here's some of the things that people have literally asked and we've prayed about or for on either a Saturday morning or a Wednesday evening. Ready? Catch this. We've prayed for healing and people have been healed. I'm very serious about that. We've prayed for people that, that, that went to the doctor. They, were, they had a mass on their, in certain areas of their body. We prayed for those things, and those things were, were, were there was no cancer or anything like that. We've prayed that, and just like that, healed. We've prayed uh, uh, for people to get promoted, and people have been promoted. These are real prayers that people have asked for, promotions. We've prayed on a Wednesday night or a Saturday, and people have been promoted. People have been looking for jobs, right? Literally asking us, pray. I'm looking for a job, and I'm looking uh, uh, for a career, and, and, and we have prayed, and people have been hired. We've prayed for people to get homes, and people have bought homes. We've prayed for people to get engaged, and people have gotten engaged, all right. We've prayed for people to graduate. And James Cornelius graduated from the police academy. All of these things we have lifted up direct prayers from our mouth to God's ear. And he has answered. And I realize well, there are still some that are still praying. There are some that are still praying for homes. Some that are still praying to be engaged. Some that are still praying to be healed. Some that are still praying to be promoted. Some that are still praying to get hired. And I want to tell you. It will manifest. Don't give up. Don't give up. We continue to pray. But we established a prayer culture, and look what has happened. We built bridges into the community, and look what has happened. This is always the proof positive that God is working on our behalf. Okay? This year, 
now that we've we've kind of laid out and and plowed all of the vision from last year in prayer, I think God wants us to tell us to keep building. And so this year's theme is under construction. Okay, last year we were building. We were we were visioning, we were envisioning it, we were planning it, so we were building. Now we are actually under construction, right? You first talk about building, now you actually take the material and you start building. So we are now under construction. So that's what our theme is. And so we're going to actually now start building what we have plowed. Here it is. Building requires number 1 a vision. A vision, right? You have to have a vision before you begin building anything. Number two, building requires a blueprint. So once you have the vision, you have to have it manifested in the form of a blueprint so you know, well, this is where this goes and this is where that's going to go and that's going to go here and this is going to go there, so forth and so on. And then after you have the blueprint, well, you, got, you can't build without materials and tools. Okay, so you got to have materials and tools. And then once you have the materials and tools, well, you need somebody to use the material and tools. So you need people in order to build. And then, and then once you've got the people, once you've got the material and the tools and the people, well, there's going to require finances. It requires finances. So, so if you're building something and something is under construction, first you got to have a vision of what that looks like. And I know some of you in here have built your homes from scratch and you had a vision. This is what I envisioned, right? And after you had that vision, the contractor or the architect came up with a, a blueprint. And once you had that blueprint, well, they began to get the materials necessary because you already knew what kind of materials you wanted in your house, right? And then after that, they had to get the people to install the stuff, the materials, and use the tools. And then after that, at some point, you got to pay for it. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about that. The areas, I believe that what God has been telling me from Mosaic Church, that there are three key areas that we need to focus on building. Three key areas that we need to really, in this season, focus on building. Okay? And I hope you all uh, uh, will, will catch this. I believe, number one, we are in, in this building. And I love this building. But I believe God is telling us we, it's time to build a sanctuary. And I know some of you are like, wait, you mean like, like build it from the ground up? I mean, we're, we just got in a building like just, just a few years ago, Pastor B. What do you mean? No, I'm not saying build a sanctuary from the ground up. I'm talking about ownership. And I'm talking about it for several reasons. Number one, we are currently leasing this building with an option to buy it at the end of this term, which is next, next June, next July. Sorry about that. Okay. So July 2019, well, actually 60 days before that, according to the contract, we'll decide if we're going to buy it. Okay. Um, I have, it's always been in my heart to buy this. The location is premium. They're not building any, there's no other church like this on this main strip. There is a church on this strip, but it's off on the side of the, it's, it's off on a side street. And so their egress and regress is, is pretty, pretty tough sometimes. And it's right across the street from a FedEx depot. But this is the only building like this on this street. Now, in case you don't know, the next street over, Riverview or Riverside or whatever they call it, I always get it wrong, they are building a massive live, work, stay community. There'll be apartments. There'll be retail. There'll be all kinds of stuff. They, have all, they already have an amazing park over there. And so they're already promoting that. There'll be a 
they're, I think they're anticipating thousands of new residents right over there, right? And not to mention there's a whole bunch up and down here. So we still have a lot just on Oakdale Road and going that way. We have a lot of people that we can still reach. So what are you saying, Pastor B? What I'm saying is my vision to buy this building is no longer uh, a desire. Um, one thing I love about being spirit-led and being obedient to God is that God will send you people that are smarter than you. <laughs> God will send you people that are, are, are very wise. And, and, and historically, God has always sent me people that are very influential and very, very, uh, uh, very well qualified. And so here's what I mean by that. Um, as you all know, Bishop Del Bronner is my spiritual father. And one of the people that is under uh, that works or attends his church um, is a, an amazing businessman with an expertise in commercial real estate and um, acquisitions. He has uh, been involved in acquisitions with banks where he's brought two banks together and where they acquired one another. That's his job. That's his area of expertise. Well, he came to the church one day for a no whole different reason. Than, than to look at the real estate. He was here for a whole nother business thing we were talking about. And he came and he looked and he said, what, do you, what, are, what are your plans for this building? I said, we want to buy it. The location is everything. And this guy knows his stuff. I'm telling you, he has been the one, he's uh, over acquisitions and mergers. He brought like the Wells Fargo deal together. He was a part of that. He's a big time guy. So he said, don't buy it. I said, What? I thought when it comes to real estate, everything was about situs, 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 which is Latin for location, location, location. And he said, yeah, location is good, but it's also bad. You're not going to be able to get the good resale on it simply because of that plant. I said, yeah, but that's not toxic. He said, maybe not, but nobody will ever believe that. Just because that plant is back there. Also, you can't expand. There's no way you can expand. So you're always going to be limited to how many people you can get into this sanctuary. And in order to expand, you'd have to uh, expand on your your uh, building back here. He said, and that would be a lot of money and it's not worth it. And you would take up the land that you have available. He said, you're going to run into a parking issue if you don't already have one. I said, yeah, we do. He said, and you're not even seeing 100 people on a Sunday. He said, so don't buy the building. And so that's where we are. We're not going to buy it. But as soon as we say that, and then I have wise people like Elder Danny, who's been like, he, he's subtle about it. He's like, Pastor, uh, you sure we want to buy this building? And the reason Elder Danny says that, you know, he's, a, he's got a, a building. Uh, he's a contractor. So we, every time something's going on, there's something. We're constantly fixing things in this building. The plumbing is outdated. The, if you could tell, there's shingles hanging. We just had the roof repaired. The, um, the soffits are falling apart outside. I mean, it's just constant work. And um, the electrical stuff is just wired strange. It's just so much. So if we bought the building, even if we got it for 250000 we got to be prepared to put another 250000 in it just to make it to something where we would enjoy it. So I said, yeah, you know, once I finally listened to Elder Danny and I listened to this other brother, guess what happens? A for sale sign went on the buildings across the street. I said, oh, my goodness. God, you're not telling us that that's, that's an option because I love this street. I love this is perfect. 
So that spot across the street is available. Two buildings, over 12,000 square feet of space. And, I'm, and, and so me, and I'm such a visionary, I start thinking about what can we do. So I'll talk about that in just a minute. Let me give you some scripture about why God wants us to build a sanctuary. Exodus chapter 25, verses 1 through 9. Just follow with me. It says, the Lord said to Moses, tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings. Accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Here is a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and goat hair for cloth. Tanned ram skins, fine goatskin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest plate, chest piece. Verse 8 Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. That's a blueprint. God gave them a blueprint. And I'm, I think that God is telling us the same thing. Bring all of these fine things to build him a sanctuary. A sanctuary that would honor him. A sanctuary that would honor his name. Exodus 36, chapter, chapter 36, verse 2 through 7 says this. So Moses gave the command. And this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. So he tells them in in, in chapter 25, bring all of these things to build a sanctuary for God. And and, and, and their people were on fire. They brought all of this stuff because they saw what God had done for them and what he's getting ready to do for them now. Next. And so they were excited. They brought more than enough. Bible tells us in 36, they brought more than enough. They had so much. They had to say, you know what? Stop. We ain't even got room for this stuff. (laughs) Y'all did better than we asked. And that's what I'm hoping would happen for Mosaic Church. Let me tell you how this happens. We're getting ready to do. Uh, a campaign every year I do some sort of financial campaign if you haven't been with me long enough uh, you'll know that but if you've been with me long enough you know every year we do some kind of financial campaign this one we're going to be launching in October and this is why I wanted everybody here because I need a hundred percent participation 100 percent participation so what we're going to be doing is and I'm gonna stand up here is on in October the second week in October we should have this ready pledge cards we're doing a thing called Project 5550. Well, what is Project 5550? Project 5550, if you haven't figured it out, 5550 is our address. And what I'm asking every person that is able to, to give above and beyond their tithing offering an additional $55.50 a month. Okay? If you are able to do more, if you are able to do more than that, do 100 a month. I'm doing 100 a month. As the pastor, I want to lead by example. Now, some of y'all got way more money than I do. 
I have four kids, one getting ready to go to college, a whole bunch of bills. I work four jobs just to make my ends get close enough to see each other. They don't always even meet, right? But I believe in what God can do with that. I believe that my hundred a month, God can multiply it greatly. And so I'm committed by, to giving an extra $100 a month above and beyond my tithe and offering. I'm saying this to you now because here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to make a commitment now, but I want you to be praying about what God wants you to do. Now, let me show you how this plays out. Our average attendance, our average attendance is less than 50. Our average weekly attendance at church is about 40, 40, 40, I think it's 45 to 48, somewhere like that, sometimes 50. That's adults, okay? So I say, well, if our average, and and it's not the same people every week. (laughs) It's different people every week. It's it's interesting. If everybody can, we would probably see 80 people every Sunday. If everybody can, we would probably see 80 people or more. It's crazy. So I looked at, I did the math. I said, I'm going to be very conservative. If just 40 people. 40 households, 40 adults, if just 40 gave at a low level, just said, you know what, that 100 is a lot pastor B for my budget, so I'm just going to do the 55, 50. If just 40 people did that within one year, that would be just under $27,000. Just under $27,000. And some of y'all are like, you can't buy nothing with $27,000, but we can't even go talk to a bank if we ain't got nothing to show it for it. We don't have any assets. We don't own anything. We don't have any credit. I've always, because the Bible doesn't mention credit, <laughs> I've always been, we're not going to have credit here. We don't have credit cards at our, at our church. We haven't borrowed anything. Everything we have, we've either bought cash or somebody has blessed us with. But now we're about to, but in order to go to where God is taking us, we may have to borrow. And we can't even go into a bank office without having any assets, especially anything liquid. So 12 months from now, when we come back in around October next year, I want to be able to come to you all and say, guess what we did? At a minimum, I want to be able to say, look at 40 people gave, and this is where we're at, $27,000 sitting in the bank. But I believe that you guys could do better than that. I believe that 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 40 it'll be more than 40 people that will commit to this. And I believe that not everybody will give at the 5550 level. I believe that there'll be some that will commit to giving $100 a month beyond. Again, this is beyond your tithe and offering. It's a stretch. It's a sacrifice. Trust me. Like I said, I have four kids, a wife, <laughs> right? And 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 a kid is getting ready to go to college. My wife just finished her master's we got to start paying that money back soon. But I'm saying, you know what? Before I think about God first, God has supplied and continues to supply all of my needs. I'm going to sacrifice it. I'm going to lead by example. And I will at the end. Here's my other commitment. I will show y'all my offering statement. As they say, what they say, show me the receipts. Is that what they be saying when people say they're going to do stuff? I will show y'all my receipts that I have committed to that because it's going to be automatically withdrawn. That's my commitment. Yeah, it's going to be a stretch. But I believe that what God is doing and planning to do is worth it. I believe that. So I want you all to be praying about that. Starting now, pray all about that. And then October, when we launch the actual campaign, when we actually give you all pledge cards, when you sign the pledge card online or in hand, we want you to be able to make make that decision without regrets. Now, I realize that throughout the year, Things happen financially. You may lose a job. Income changes. Stay committed. Stay committed. Don't lose track. Amen?
So that's that. Here's the second thing, the area that I want, I think God wants us to build. I think God wants us to build up each other. We need to build up each other. Watch this. Every person who has committed themselves to being a member here, you go through the growth track, right? And step two of the growth track is spiritual gifts. And many people go through the spiritual gifts. They realize how they've been blessed or how God has called them. But do you all realize that, 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 that there's a small percentage of people that serve? A small percentage. Part of building yourself up is, 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 is serving. What, get, look at the, Jesus, the, the example Jesus gave. He said, I came not to be served. I came to serve. And in his serving, I'm not saying Jesus was built up even more, but in his serving, others were built up. We're all called to serve in some capacity. Watch this, 1 Corinthians uh, 14, uh, verse 26. This is the English Standard Version. It says, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up in other words i think what 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 is being said here what paul is saying here to the church in corinth is what i'm saying to the church here at mosaic church is that we all have something to bring when we come here we all have a gift we all have a talent we all have something that god has placed in us to give And I'm not talking about financially, but I'm talking about in terms of what God has given you beyond your finances. That's how we build this. I love the book of Acts chapter 2. That's one of my favorite. Y'all know me. I quote this all the time. And I envision Mosaic Church being like the book of Acts chapter 2, that church in Antioch, where they they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were committed to meeting together every day at the temple for prayer, where they they met at each other's house every day for, for meals, including the Lord's Supper. And then where they sold their possessions, not so that nobody could get the come up, but so nobody had need. Man, I envision that so bad for Mosaic Church. I hear stories about it. I hear real life stories about people doing that. I hear churches, people, I'm hearing from pastors like, yeah, man, this building was donated to us. I'm like, a building? I mean, I got a car donated to me, but that I have been praying for that for about seven years. <laughs> but a building donated? I hear pastors saying, yeah, man, somebody, you know, somebody passed on and, and, and they, they had like 25 acres of land and they sold three of them to us. Now, I mean, they sold three of them and gave us the prop, gave the proceeds to the church. Right. I mean, even sister right here sitting here, her pops owns a bunch of land and gave some to his church. Am I right about it? Literally gave it to the church so that they could grow. And I'm just praying for that kind of miracle. I'm like, oh, Anybody here got some land they want to give? They ain't using. They just sitting on. They tired of paying taxes on. Seriously, that's the kind of church I want us to be. It's not about. It's not about. It's not about uh, uh, just about mosaic. It's really about making impact. I'm always looking at land. Like God, is this the land you want to give us? Is this the land you want to give us? Is this the land that's promised to us? God, what can we do with this land? Do y'all know? If I share with y'all the vision that I really have for this church. It's so big, man. I'll be like, nah, you know. And my wife calls me a dreamer. I dream a lot. 
I, I, I have a lot of things in mind. And I try everything I ever think about, just so you know. Even if it fails, I don't care. At least I can say I tried it. A lot of people just be sitting on their dreams, not me. I'll try it and fail and say, you know what? I did it and I gave it my best. And sometimes I'll go back and try it again. And here's one of the things I envision, right? So many people complain about the public school system. They do. And one of my issues is not the public school system. I'm a product of the public school system. But one of my challenges is our faith and education. Well, what do you mean by that, Pastor B? Well, when I look at Jewish people, Jewish children, some of them may go to public school, they may go to private school, but guess what? They also go to uh, a Jewish school. And they have to learn. If they want to do a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, they have to memorize uh, the five books of the law. They have to learn. So in other words, they learn their religion. They study it. Well, they're not the only ones. Muslims do it too. Children have to learn the Quran. They have to learn to read the Quran, not in English, <laughs> but in what? In Arabic. We don't have anything like that as Christians. We're not training our children at a young age. My vision is that we would have early education for our children, but also incorporate early Christian education. I'm talking about offering stuff like apologetics to kids in like first, second, and third grade. And y'all like apologetics, what is that? The, 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 the ability to make a defense for why you believe what you believe. It's really basically telling about talking about Christianity and the basics and the historicity of it so that our kids can stand out there firm on their faith and not be torn down by all of the stuff that pop culture is, is tricking them into. I want to build something like that and it be free. No tuition. There are great private Christian schools, but I mean, we need to do something free like that. And it would be so good we'd have to do a lottery, right? I want to do something like that. That's my vision. But that requires building. That requires a staff. That requires, you know, property. But I, I really want to do that. I want to create that. I want to create a place, a safe place where kids can come off the street for free. They do that even at Word of Faith. They have a night where it's absolutely free for kids in the community to come over there and bowl at the epicenter or play sports at the epicenter. It's one night a week. Hey, that's something better than nothing. I want to do that for us. But it requires building. It requires a building. Watch this. Watch this. The third thing that I believe God wants us to do is build up the community. From day one, I've said God has never called Mosaic Church to plant a church in the community. He called us to be a part of the community. We're not just in the community. There are enough churches that are just here meeting on Sunday morning where their members drive from all over the place to worship but don't do anything outside of the four walls. And God is calling us to do greater than that. There are some amazing churches. I love one of my favorite churches in Mableton right now, besides Mosaic Church, obviously, uh, is, is On Mission Church with my good friend Corey Hallett. And I love what they're doing. I mean, they're taking cookies to the police and firefighters and breakfast and stuff to them. And they're, they're, they're building handicap ramps for disabled people. I mean, they're doing some amazing things in this community. And they, I mean, talk about finances. They, I mean, the people just pouring money into that place. They don't have their own building, but they're just doing some amazing things. 
But it's not happening every day. It's not happening every week. It's once a year, maybe twice a year. I want this to be a part of our DNA. I want this to be just what we do. I want Charday to be uber busy because she is our outreach coordinator. Ed don't like that. <laughs> but I really do. And But here's the thing. I don't want her to do that without support. This should be a church effort. We have outreach coming up October or November. October. I want, you know, you know, you know what will really make my heart happy is if we have too many people. We've not had that problem yet where we had too many volunteers. That's a good problem to have. Oftentimes we're struggling because we don't have enough. And it's not hard work. Matter of fact, anytime you're helping somebody in need, it's never hard work. It's a labor of love. And I love it. And we need to have that as part of our DNA. Not because it gives us recognition, but it honors God. That's what God asks us to do. He tells us to do that. We are supposed to be outside of these walls. Right? And how do we, be, how do we build the community? Outside of these walls. Watch Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16. says this. You are the light of the world. And like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. We are light of the world, but like a city on a hilltop, we cannot be hidden. The thing is, I don't think we're there yet. I really don't. I don't think we're there yet. I often realize that when I meet people and, and they find out I'm a pastor, they say, hey, what, pastor, what church you pastor? I say, oh, Mosaic Church. And everybody says, I've not met a person, so I've never heard it. They say, oh, I think I've heard of Mosaic Church. And I'm like, oh, wow, cool. But then I realize it's not this Mosaic. There's a Mosaic Church in California, Pastor Erwin McManus. They are killing it. That's the Mosaic they've heard of. <laughs> And some of them have heard of us from a local point. But my question is the same question I asked y'all last year. If Mosaic Church ceases to exist, will the community notice? And I believe that they won't. I don't think they would notice. If we stop meeting, I don't think they would notice. I think we can do better. I think we can do more. I think that we can make a greater impact. I believe we can, but this is what we've got to do. This is what we've got to understand. Okay. Every person is important. Every single one of you are important. You're not important sitting here. You're important because we need you. You're important because God called you. You are all called. Whether you believe it or not, you are all called in whatever area you are called, you are called, you are called. You are important. And if you are a member of Mosaic Church, you are important. And I need you. God needs you. We need you. 100%. It, again, I have to say it's disheartening to see what I'm seeing. I'm overjoyed. Thank you. But honestly, where's the commitment? Half my leaders are not here. And this will be on a podcast, and I hope they listen. I'm, I'm not happy. That's not a good thing. Every second of every minute is important. Your time is important. I get that. Your time away from here is important. But guess what? Your time here is important. And I get it. There's this 80-20 this rule that I hear about. Just because that's a so-called cultural 
rule doesn't mean that it's one that we have to adhere to. That 80-20 where, where, where 20% of the people do 80% of the work. How about we flip it and have 80% of the people doing 20%, I mean 80% of the people doing 80%, 100% of the work. Right? Everybody, all hands on deck. Not the same people doing the same thing. Everybody, if you are able, committed because every person is important. Every second of every minute is important. Guess what? Every cent of every dollar is important. So here are the areas. Here are the barriers to our success. Here are the barriers to us building. Watch this. Ready? We don't have everybody serving. We don't have everybody uh, 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 giving of their time. And we don't have everybody giving of their finances. Once again, we're at the 80-20 rule. There are literally, if we counted every person, if, like I said, if everybody showed up on a Sunday, we would see over 80 adults regularly. If everybody showed up every Sunday, it would be over 80 adults regularly and probably 30 to 40 kids regularly. That's a lot. We, we're, we are an established church. <laughs> and if we look at those numbers, I'm telling you, we are surviving off of the commitment of about 20% of the church community or less. That's scary. This, is one of, this has been one of the toughest financial years for Mosaic Church. I really was like, I asked, I'm not lying. I asked God in prayer several times, oh, I guess, is this it, God? Is, is this where we come to an end? Because we're not going to make our bills next month. Is, is this finally it? I've been wondering when it was going to be it. And all of a sudden, bam, God be like, nah, it ain't it yet. A big old something, a big old check, a big old offering, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, man. We have to have 100%. We have to be like that church in Acts. And people always question tithing and offering. You know, is tithing New Testament? Absolutely. Jesus recognized it. What about offering? Is offering? Yes, absolutely. They, Jesus collected. They collected an offering while they were on mission. Read your Bible. It's in the New Testament. But guess what? They don't mention because people say, well, did the disciples tithe? Say, you know what? I don't know if they tithe, but I know they did greater than 10%. How do I know that? Because they sold their possessions, and the Bible is clear in Acts. They gave everything that they earned from selling their possessions. The Bible says that, not Broderick Maurice Santiago. The Bible, the B-I-B-L-E says that. They did greater than tithing. That's how much they were committed to seeing this thing, this movement grow. Every person is important. Every second of every minute is important. Every cent of every dollar is important. And all are needed to build the vision God has for Mosaic Church and Mableton. We need every person. We need as much time as you can give. And we need every dollar that you can give. Be committed to it. And here's the thing. If you've been with me long enough, if you were with us in 2012 where we met in our living room at Mosaic, at, 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 at Mount Garrison Road, where my wife and I live now. And everybody was, we had people sitting on the stairs to hear this. And if you've been with us since then, you have, watch this, so you know I'm not leading you down a dark alley. You have seen everything that God has told me to tell you happen. You've seen the manifestation. When he said launch, we launched a church at Harmony Leland Elementary School. Two years later, we went to a middle school. After that, now we're in a permanent building. Everything that I ever said that God told me to tell you has happened. 
exactly how it had, how I said it would. And it had, it had nothing to do with me. I'm not that smart. Certainly don't have no money. It's 100% God. And the thing is, what God has in store for this place is going to happen with or without you. But it's a good thing to have it happen with you. Amen? Amen. Listen, thank you all so much for your time. And I just want to pray us out. And I really want you guys to be praying about all that I said. I realize that many of you don't live in this immediate area. Many of you live from other areas. I know that many of you work full time. I get it. I so, so get it. But with everything, pray. Pray. God will answer your prayer. God, give me, give me, uh, free up my schedule to serve you more. You think God ain't going to give you that? You mean sometimes it may not be the way you want it, but he'll give you the time you want. <laughs> He's going to make room for him. Believe that. He's going to make room for him. Everything. Go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Wow, God. Mm. You're so good. You're better to us than we deserve. God, I'm so grateful that you let me see, even if it's just for a moment, through your eyes, what you would have for this church, this church right here in Mosaic. I'm so grateful for those who are here tonight, for their commitment and their heart to to hear what you would have to say, uh, to receive it. God, I pray that that it didn't fall on deaf ears. I pray that it fell on receptive hearts. God, even myself, I know that I could do more. So, God, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you would even stretch me. God, you know I constantly pray the same prayer that Jabez prayed, that you would enlarge our territory, that you would bless us indeed, and that you would protect us. And that was the prayer of Jabez, and I pray that same prayer for us, that you would indeed bless us, enlarge our territory, and then protect us. Because as we grow, we know that there will be challenges we'll face. There will be the enemy that is there. But if you be for us, who can be against us? So, God, I just thank you for those that are here. I pray that this vision that you have shared, God, I pray that that there's a 100% commitment. I pray that all the people that love this church but love you more commit their hearts to making this vision a reality. God, I thank you, I honor you, and I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.